0: Hey everybody, how are you doing? I'm Jesse. This is after the gig. Uh, I'm your host as always. So, how you doing? How you guys doing this week? I'm doing fan freaking tastic. Um, I had a busy weekend. Uh, I had my acoustic gigs that were great. They were super fun. Uh, other than that, man. That's that's it. I had rehearsal with Mr. Stephen Kellogg yesterday. Um, so I went down to his place and did some rehearsing all day for our run that we're doing in July, uh, this month, July. Um, July 21st through the 28th. So I'm looking forward to doing that out west. If you're in the Crested Butte area or Denver, I think we're doing the Walnut Room in Denver on the twenty. Or t- 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 24th, I think it's the 24th actually, because we have a day off. We're playing Crested Butte on the 22nd, and then have a day off on the 23rd, and then 24th. I believe we're at the Walnut Room, which is a cool room. I played there with Steven before, and it was, it was fun. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, hopefully, you guys checked out last week's episode where in the intro I talked a little bit about the Patreon campaign that I'm going to be launching later this month. Uh, I'm working on a video for that, a little promo video, and it uh, was pretty fun to shoot. Uh, Evan Sanders helped me shoot that, and uh, that should be out a little bit in a little bit. A little bit. Not too long. Not too long from right now. So that's going to be cool. Um, Next week, Maymont 13th with Carbon Leaf. That'd be great. I'm heading down there a little bit early to do some recording so new music to look forward to with carbon leaf and then the maymont show which is a beautiful outdoor show um maymont park and that's actually i don't know if it's maymont park i don't know well you richmond people have to uh have to correct me on that because i'm not i mean i'm familiar with the area but i don't know the actual name of the park I should probably know that. Um, so this week on the podcast, sorry to keep this short. There might be some noise in the background. They're still working on the place. The good news is that uh, we're, we have we have central air now. We have AC. I didn't put the window units in because I knew that this was going to happen at some point, And it's happening today. Good thing because it's hot as balls here. It's ridiculous. Um but now, we, now we're going to have it. By the end of the day, it's going to be cool as a cucumber in here. Cool as the other side of the pillow in this place. And I'm very excited about that. So... As I was saying before, this week on the podcast, I have uh, Mr. Brandon Luciano finishing up my uh, two-part conversation with Brandon. Sorry this came out so late. I had to... Uh, there were some things going on at the house and I couldn't record until just now. So, uh, sorry about that. But this is the continuing um, continuation of the podcast that I did with Brandon. And uh, yeah, this will wrap it up here We talk a little bit about Berkeley, About being in school band And how it was cool to be in marching band And uh, my wife still doesn't believe me about that But it was cool We were super cool um, And I uh, talk about Berkeley at, towards the end And a story about how I How I almost gave up music altogether And sold all my stuff And I, I got a phone call Or an email from Stephen Kellogg about a few months later, and then that kind of uh, led led me onto the path that, that I'm on now with Carbon Leaf and, uh, and doing this podcast for you guys. So I have a couple of exciting episodes that are coming up in the future weeks. Um, I will toss those on my Instagram, uh, a couple of pictures and a couple stories about who is coming up, and uh, probably some more stuff about the Patreon. But without further ado... I will leave you with the second and final part of my conversation with Mr. Brandon Luciano. Basically it. Like throughout high school, it was just a fucking shit show up there. Just a mess. If man, if I knew how to do my hair better in high school, oh, things would have been different. <laughs> my grades <laughs> would have been better. I would your whole outlook on life would have improved. I would've got more hits my freshman year yeah. on the baseball team.
1: Yep. You fucked up, man. I fucked up. <laughs> Hindsight is twenty twenty.
0: Yeah. I was I did, I, I became the band president probably because I did have shitty hair.
2: But oh, That's true.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's ever been a band president that, you know,
0: has like a perfectly combed yeah. hair. I but. don't think there's ever been a worse band president. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. I, what exactly my, did your, your my responsibility? prestigious office entail? A lot of fucking around, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I man well first of all we ha- i had an office which is crazy yeah i got to like sit in there and and hang out was I mean, that the was that the office behind like the uh behind the percussion section yes okay so there was like the percussion office where that all that room... shit was and there was the other one had what well, was a desk and a chair and stuff yeah i was supposed to turn you had a
1: desk and a chair
0: yeah very impressive it was pretty cool <laughs> it was <laughs> It's so ridiculous thinking back on it now. There was so many times where Monty like yelled at me for not doing stuff I was supposed to do. (laughs) Basically, my responsibilities were to buy drumsticks and give Monty the receipt and get reimbursed for it. I was also supposed to turn on the lights at the football field before we would have uh, practice, marching band practice. But I, I'm pretty sure Steve Fish, the vice president, I've made him do it every time because <laughs> I would always show up late. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but man, I don't know. I just I just got it for the title. It's a little upsetting that you had access to the
1: lights at the football field and I didn't it, find a way to somehow do take advantage it. of it. <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm
0: thinking I'm a little upset about it too. I was, I was a good kid. Yeah. But we should have done some dumb shit. Yeah, that would have been fun. We used to play like flag football or or actually it wasn't flag football, it was fucking full full on tackle football in yeah. high school with a bunch of bunch of people and it would have been awesome to play like late night tackle football on the actual field with yeah. all the lights. I dope. I actually really
1: enjoyed a good portion of playing in a marching band because not because of anything I was doing. But because of those god-blessed drums, dude, that's why you like, like yes, the, well, because you didn't have to carry one. <clears throat> okay, true, that's fair. Um, I still have back problems. I'm sure you do. <laughs> uh, but dude, there is <clears throat> nothing. I have this love affair with um, marching drums. the The way the snares sound. What's the way song the kick on drums the? Sound, the-
0: Bonnie iver album that has like has a bunch of marching snare drums and stuff like that on the newer one yeah, well the, the one you listened to yeah today? the one i 22 listened to a million yeah. um i'll have to go back and i'll get this i don't track i right. don't recall anyway
1: um but yeah dude the sound um i always as throughout high school i was like if i can somehow incorporate this sound and like somehow sample it and yeah. you know make a beat out of this like that would be the ultimate thing and the marching I, snare drum sound is is a so fucking so cool, it's a cool sound and i i remember especially like a drum line with like eight or ten players doing something yeah um i remember downloading on LimeWire. Uh, oh my god. just song after recording, after recording, after recording of drumline stuff, yeah. trying to find something I could sample. And of course I was way too picky. I wish I had all that stuff now. Um, but I remember outcast came out with a song. I don't remember the name of it. Um, but they had, it, it wasn't even, it wasn't even, I don't think Andre was even on the song. It was just big boy. Um, and it was all, it was on the idle wild soundtrack. Hmm. and all the drums were marching band. And I, I remember being so happy and so pissed at the same time because I was jealous of the idea that they pulled this off because I always wanted to, like, pull a drum line into yeah. a studio session and do that. Um, but, yeah, dude, Timbaland used to use that a lot around yeah. that same time. He used to use those, the, those bass drum sounds a yes,
0: lot. Yes, those bass drum sounds are ridiculous. And the really big, like, floor, the tom-toms and stuff with the... With the- soft mallets yeah dude yeah that's a cool sound man that's a really cool sound a lot of people still are still doing it but not but they're disguising it more and they're not they're not trying to make it so obvious
1: yeah i i how much did it suck carrying those drums around pretty bad because you so (laughs) it was fucking terrible it's pretty bad you, did you play the whole apparatus with like the seven fucking the, the quince. drums, the,
0: the quints, the quince. Five, 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 five drums? Yeah. Uh, well that's the disadvantage of being one of the best percussionists at your high school Yeah, because you have to play the heaviest mm. fucking bullshit drums.
1: So that was worse than the, the giant
0: kick drum or the bass drum? The bass drum was light, but it was awkward so it was tough to like see over. Yeah. Um, yeah. How the fuck did anyone see over that thing? My first year, our, our freshman year, I played the, uh, I think I played the third bass drum. So it was the second from the biggest, uh, the, the third biggest drum. Um, so that was kind of like the anchor drum, the big one you kind of gave to the, somebody that was like bigger that could, yeah you know was strong enough to carry it and, yeah um the smaller ones were you know whatever uh the, the fucking money spot is the, being the symbol player you just walk around with two cymbals crushing and, it it's incredible yeah. it's like the best yep actually the, the the best one to play is is the flute the flute, uh, the
2: flute. <laughs>
0: no one hears that shit you can literally stand out there not play yeah they're the best marchers because they're not doing two things at the same time right you know uh but man, I wish, I honestly, if I could go back and do it again, I would definitely play snare drum. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Because it's more. It's definitely sexier. Yeah. The quints are a little bit more musical. Yeah. Most of the time I just made up my own part because yeah. I was the only one playing them. <laughs> so I just made up what I was doing. Fuck it. Yeah. I don't know. It was just, it was fun. Marching Band was, was the shit, man. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was pretty great. Being in the percussion section was pretty great because you were like directly behind the Falconettes and Westernettes. Yeah. The dancers and God bless white America. people. Yep. And, you know, usually the most attractive people in the school. <laughs> yeah. So, by a pretty huge margin. Pretty big margin. <laughs> I remember being a freshman in high school and seeing the seniors, like oh, the girls, dude. and you're just like, oh my God. that What a culture shock. That's like Crazy. the
1: quintessential you know, I'm starting in high school and oh my God. Yeah. These are like fully grown those women. Are, those are Ds. Don't you, do you remember going into high school and thinking,
0: wow, the older kids are so, so much, much older. I was just about to ask you the same question. Yeah. And and don't you feel that when you get to like, you know, senior year in high school, That you don't look as old as those no those kids did yeah and it's it's such a weird phenomenon it really is strange yeah you think like oh is our generation like like way worse are we just look younger than the other generation or something like that but i don't know i really wish that i knew that because i remember being
1: so intimidated to talk to like junior and senior girls oh yeah and I wouldn't dare now. When one by the time I was a junior or a senior, I was
0: like, "Yeah, everyone in the school is the same age." Yeah, <laughs> it was it was nothing. Ugh, it's such a weird thing, man. It's yeah. e- it's even the same thing when when you go from like twenty five to thirties. Yeah, like I feel like I feel like I look the same as I did. Yeah. When I was 20 or whatever. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I'll look back at a picture and it's not even close. Yeah. <laughs> I look way worse now. Way worse. Um, but it, it's, I don't know. It's a weird phenomenon, just aging in general and how, and how, what, what your perception is of how you used to look and how you look now and, yeah. and how other people, I don't know, man, it's weird. It's super weird. Um, I, I think
1: one of the coolest things was when we went to Florida.
0: You remember that? Did you go on that trip? I didn't go. Really? I actually. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Sorry, buddy. Was uh, D was still there? Right when? when I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So he was the director. I was gonna go. Oh, I forget exactly what happened. Yeah. No. When we were we were supposed to go to Hawaii, and they then two thousand, and, and then nine eleven happened. Yeah. So that got canceled. So we got hosed out of our thanks a lot bin laden. I know. We
1: got hosed out of our sophomore year trip. Right. And
0: didn't go until junior year cuz they were going every 2 years. That's right. And it, and it went to just the following year. Right. Yeah, so I uh I mean Monty really really wanted me to go and yeah. I kind of like it was a money thing. I just my yeah. we didn't have the money to go and and I wanted a I wanted a Marshall half stack instead. So, hey man, that's what we did. You probably (laughs) made the right decision. I totally did. Yeah. I don't have it anymore. (laughs) That Marshall half stack was traded in for a snare drum much later on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A really nice snare drum. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, my pride, I I was just, I, I, I wasn't really good with traveling. I, I hadn't been on, I actually don't think I had ever been on an airplane before at that point. Really? yeah so we never went on like vacations or anything like that you know what i don't think i had either yeah so that would have been my first trip ironically enough was to florida with my ex-girlfriend and her parents mm-hmm. uh we flew down there actually i flew down with her parents to go visit her visit her at college yeah that it didn't work out <laughs> uh so that was actually my first flight which was nice it's nice to go on with with experienced flyers yeah they they calm you down a bit. But. yeah. Um, i love it now i fly a lot now
1: that was that was a pretty wild trip it, i mean it was like i can't even imagine how wild that trip was <clears throat> it was um it was pretty nutty yeah uh, just imagine a bunch of like like
0: horny kids and ig- horny
1: place. hormonal <laughs> high school kids
0: in uh. one hotel in disneyland now that i think about it, i really don't i really don't need that snare drum <laughs> they're,
2: they're, i probably
1: should have went on that trip yeah there's some crazy stories that can be told when we're not recording um yeah what did you ever have um well you played the drums all through all through uh, high school so you just kind of kept that going you fucking crushed it yeah you were widely regarded as the best drummer in the world in high school yeah the world was very small when we were all in high school
0: <laughs> um yeah well i wish i was i honestly wish i wasn't because why if i if i wasn't i probably would have had a little bit more of a chip on my shoulder and i probably would have tried a little harder i feel like you would have had more of a chip on your shoulder yeah yeah if, i feel like I, people I feel like i don't get the greatest drummer ever yeah, don't say ever. I mean, in high school.
1: Well, yeah, no. I mean, when when you were... So let me tell you the third party perspective from this. When you were in high school, when we were in high school, um, and any time any topic about drums came up, everybody... It was Jesse, right? Yeah, Everyone cause talked it, about it. Because there was three guys, and I was one of the three... Yeah, I just happened to be Don't undersell it dude You are a great drummer You're still a great drummer I'm sure you've gotten better Since high school Yeah but-
0: I, I would hope so Yeah Or else this has all been A terrible waste of time <laughs> <laughs> No, but dude, the like the only
1: reason anybody went to any of those like holiday shows or those mm-hmm.
0: those battle of the band things yeah. that you did was to see you do these crazy drum off things. I will say man, that that was fun. That's probably the only time when when I really felt like I was in the right spot because yeah. whenever I would go up on stage, I wasn't getting like heckled or anything anytime no, I people, was inter- were people were fucking thrilled. Nuts. It was so awesome. Um, yeah, I love doing those shows. I wish I got a little bit more into the uh, <clears throat> to the acting side of it because I feel like when I was like hosting those shows, yeah, I loved doing that. Yeah, like just as much as playing the drums. The drums was actually a chore because I had to set all this stuff up and then make sure <laughs> and then pull the rug out, make yeah. sure it was on stage before the curtain opened. But when yeah, we yeah. got to like do the skits and everything. That was kind of my favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah, and most of them would fall flat on their face and definitely not be funny. But yeah, it still character. Fun. Yeah, totally. I remember I was dressed as Buddy. Remember the Holiday Show? I dressed as Buddy the Elf. Maybe Yes, you know. I do. Yes, I do. It's memorable for me. But I, uh, <laughs> we did the scene where uh, where Buddy eats the spaghetti that has all the maple syrup and chocolate and candy and shit on it so like i'm looking at the person people next to me on stage i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna like it a lot and i remember eating that stuff and just being like so sick oh god it was terrible but it was all for comedy (laughs) (laughs) that stuff was fun i wish i had an outlet for that kind of thing now but well we can do something like that i'm sure yeah
1: um i remember uh so i played trumpet through high school and um did you have a gold or a silver trumpet i did not i was not cool enough to have a silver trumpet you had a gold trumpet i had a gold student i still have it the student like beginner model yeah like boilerplate here's a trumpet. Yep. Here's, <laughs> there, was, there was nothing here's fancy a, about it. Here's a bunch of
0: metal we fashioned into the shape of a trumpet. It's just old hubcaps and doorknobs melted down. The only thing legitimate on it was like the mouthpiece. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Exactly. Um, no, no, no. It was, it, was, it was a good trumpet. My parents worked very hard and they bought me this trumpet and that's I, I, why I still have it. Um, but I took um i was fortunate enough my parents you know got me private lessons and i went once a week and you know i thought it was a huge pain in the ass at the time where'd you get your private lessons lou pazulo okay <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah i think i originally I started that.
0: out at chris b's music yeah and then um, he got arrested and did he really uh i don't i think so really i, I think some something went down with with chris b I gotta dive into that. I don't
1: want to spread any rumors, but <laughs> well, you've already planted the seeds, yeah. so now I'm gonna do some investigating. I think
0: I think something went down with him because because the store closed for a little while, then they moved, reopened. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to um, spread anything terrible. But all yeah, right, I think he. I think he may have murdered someone.
1: Oh, okay, cool.
0: No, that's not,
1: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. Um, Maybe that's why I stopped going for lessons there. Um, and I forget how or why, but I ended up going to, to this guy, Lou Pizzullo, who was um, like the first chair trombone player in like the Providence Philharmonic. Wow. Like legendary player, conductor, awesome. and and really, really great guy. Um, and he passed away a few years ago, but he taught a lot of kids and um, really kind of taught me a lot, walked me through music theory and all this stuff. Um and after high school I just stopped playing the trumpet. And for the longest time my parents were pissed. Um, you know, they were like, "Ah, oh, you know, we, you spent we spent all this money and you did all this stuff and you know, you never cuz I I mean, I got pretty good at it. I was always, you know, the last few years of high school I was always first chair and yep. playing the first trumpet and stuff like that. Um and uh, I was in the wind ensemble in, in freshman year, which oh, was yeah. like a huge deal. Big deal. Um So, uh, anyway, my parents got really bummed out that I had kind of put it down. And it took a lot of convincing, um, but I eventually kind of convinced them that, look, you know, all that music that I was exposed to during that time, I needed that as a stepping stone to get into, you know, what eventually led to production and what eventually
0: led to DJing and all these other things. Um, Just because you don't play that trumpet anymore doesn't mean it wasn't super valuable. It
1: was super... I don't think I'd be doing any of this stuff if Mm -hmm. it wasn't for that because as I was playing, you know, all these, you know, pieces that I was told to play and practice and this, that, and the other, you know, of course I was fucking around and trying my own stuff and trying to play songs I heard on the radio and this, that, and the other. I was kind of discovering, you know, what playing music really was and playing an instrument really was, you know?
0: Yeah. Do you think that our... High school band was uh different from the perception the outside perception of of high school bands like I feel my 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 wife doesn't believe me at all when I tell her that being in the band was kind of cool in in high school uh she thinks that it, it's that's a terrible lie just to try to tr- well, trick people but I, think, I, I that, think so i think,
1: I, th- I think you're absolutely right I think the perception of kids that are in band in high school. Was always the nerdy kids that had, you know, that were very clicky with other nerdy kids and and weren't really socially accepted in high school. Yeah. Dude, some of our star varsity
0: football players were in band. We had trouble getting enough kids in the marching band because all the kids in band played football and other sports. Yeah. So it was like that, that dynamic, I don't think happened in other high
1: schools. I don't think so either. Yeah. Where you had like star players that were crucial parts of the band, not just like, Oh, this kid plays the triangle in the
0: back. No, like, First chair, you know, yeah. really good players. Yeah. That kid that's playing triangle in the back is blowing up the other quarterback in the backfield <laughs> on, on Saturdays
2: <laughs> yeah, or Fridays.
0: Right. Yeah, right. You know? Um, no, that I, you're absolutely right. That's a very different dynamic, I think. Yeah. Well, I remember, like, a, same deal with choir. I I'm, You weren't in choir, were no. you? Yes. Yeah, so, I wish I was. I wish I'd developed my singing chops. Your choir was... So fucking fun. <laughs> it was amazing. I remember Dan Mills was in it. right yeah. It was Dan, like Pete Kramer, me, like it, there was there was so many people. I think uh Mike Dicenzo was in choir at one point. Yeah. Uh it was so fun. It mm-hmm. was super fun. And and there was no there was like literally no one got made fun of for being in band or being in choir. I yeah. Think. And I don't I wonder if it's like that now. I hope it is. Yeah. Um but for some reason i feel like like we were kind of like a special the the people that were in high school when we were in high school like that four-year stretch or maybe when we were freshmen and uh like two years up upperclassmen freshmen sophomore and and juniors i feel like that was like a special group you know what i mean yeah as far as mixing the arts and with sports and and uh or maybe it's just the the school and the program maybe and the people that run it you yeah. know I mean I, I think it's I never really heard about like kids getting bullied or anything I'm mean, I'm sure they did oh I'm sure they did I say. experienced my own fair share of like getting ripped on but I've never got I never got like into fights I was never like afraid to go to school or anything like that yeah
1: no I, I I'm sure <laughs> there were some kids that were and that definitely sucks yeah um but yeah no I don't think that any of the the band kids were like you know made fun of for being in band no never um never. so that i think that's pretty cool i don't i don't think that uh, many people have that opportunity i i hope now that that's a cool thing and that, mm. that that's a, a thing that people do and and um i'm sure a majority just like when we were in high school a majority of people do it because they enjoy it at the time or do it because their parents tell them they have to yeah and then they just never go back to music again and it just becomes a story of, oh yeah, I used to play the clarinet in high school and yeah. I don't know where the thing is and I couldn't play a scale now if you asked me to.
0: Yeah, um, I could probably still play a scale on my trumpet. When I first started, when I was at uh, in elementary school, I started playing trumpet yeah. as well. And I actually remember this very clearly. My parents asking me which instrument I wanted to play because it was a foregone, like, you're going to play music, I think you have to in in elementary school or something like that, or at least really in my, i I feel like it was it was pretty mandatory. I know that choir in fifth grade was mandatory, yeah, I think so too um but maybe music wasn't, but I remember my mom or my dad or both of them asking me what instrument I wanted to play, and I really wanted to play the trombone, yeah, but my arms weren't long enough. <laughs> to like get to all the different positions yeah and it's funny now because i have like freakishly long arms as an (laughs) adult (laughs) like i could have been the best trombone player in the world um but since since uh we couldn't do the trombone my dad already had a trumpet yeah and same kind of deal just like brass fashioned into (laughs) the shape of a general shape of a trumpet it was an old con it was like a student model and you know Pretty shitty trumpet, <laughs> dense all over it, yeah. Um, and yeah, man, it, it was just uh, you know, just kind of a foregone thing. And yeah. then eventually I started playing drums and stuck with that. But
1: I think I, I i don't remember how I got into it. I think it was in fifth grade though, I decided I wanted to start playing. Um, and uh, I don't recall exactly how it happened, but I just kind of stuck with it. I kind of, part of me kind of wishes, um, I tried a different instrument um like i I did really like the drums a lot Mm -hmm. um but i know we didn't have room for drums in my house and my parents were never going to go for it um because it would have just been too goddamn loud and annoying
0: um my drum set was my first drum set was set up in the middle of my living room really you've been you've been to my house the no house i grew up in uh it's very small yeah (laughs) very very small so you walk in you're in the living room the next room is the kitchen mm-hmm. and there's like two bedrooms and then my parents bedroom is upstairs yeah so me and my brother shared a bedroom my sister had her own room and uh there was no place to put the drum set because the basement had was like filled with stuff so eventually one summer my dad and i it was our project to clear out the basement so we could finally move the drums yeah into the basement so you know my brother and sister wouldn't murder me <laughs> but yeah they were great i mean inc- incredibly uh supportive in that way because I, w- I would play every day yeah play every single day yeah for hours did yeah. you
1: did your did you just do it on your own or did you have like without lessons or anything no like did you ever have to have your parents tell you you have to go practice or whatever
0: no, no. you just did it i never no one ever told me to practice ever. that's awesome I, I just loved it. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, <laughs> when, when I, uh, we were in elementary school, Brian Moretti used to come over the house and, uh, uh, we would call people and, or leave them, leave them messages. And that, and like, he would call the person, whoever it was. And I would just like play a drum solo. just we we would leave a message (laughs) random people well people from our class oh okay yeah so we'd call like the house phone there's no cell phones or anything so we'd call the house phone either the parents would pick up and he would be like hey is so-and-so home and as soon as they said hello he would go he would like point at me and i would just rip a drum solo until either (laughs) they hung up or until they like said hey 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 Stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, we, were, we did that like all the time. It was really funny. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty great.
1: Yeah. I, d- I didn't have... This, that's kind of why I wish I played the drums, I think. I didn't have the like the driving passion. Mm-hmm. I loved music, but I didn't love the trumpet.
0: Yeah. I wish I'd, I played something that I really, really loved. What I did with the trumpet to try to like it more was i i would just put on cds and just see if i can make it sound good yeah you know what i mean i did the same thing yeah it worked <laughs> <For> me neither <laughs> really i would end up finding like one note like oh, that works yeah and then the chord would change and that would be fucked. <laughs> uh yeah but drums I and mean, you can just put on a song and just play to it you know and figure it out but trump trump it was a lot harder obviously i mean you have to develop an amateur and yeah uh, you have to really stick with it constantly but when you um,
1: here's a good question I've always wanted to ask you did you always always did you have a moment when you graduated high school where you kind of had to decide what do I want to go to school for
0: oh yeah this is a this is a big question um, yes so I couldn't my grades weren't good enough to get into like a regular college. Mm-hmm. So I had to go to CCRI and figure it out. Yeah. So I went there and I think I've talked, I don't, I, I can't remember if this was, I talked about the last time I was with you here or if it was with someone else, but things didn't click for me until much later in life. Yeah. Um, as far as it comes to school, school and, and, and just overall work ethic. Sure. um, so i went to ccri kind of fucked around there a little bit i went to classes and and you know didn't get a lot out of it i didn't have a great experience just gen ed stuff or gen ed stuff i played in the i I did some music theory classes but i wasn't like i wasn't super focused yeah um and then i got diagnosed with crohn's disease yeah and that kind of put a little shock into my system. I was like, all right, if I'm going to have to deal with something, I'm going to want, I, I need to counteract this by doing something that I really want to do. Like yeah. I can't, I can't continue to work at Twin Oaks and Best Buy and and go to CCRI. Like that's, that's not a life. Yeah. I can't do this. Um, and I, I wanted to get out of Cranston desperately. Sure. So, um, I always wanted to move to Boston. Always kind of had Berkeley in the back of my mind. Did the, uh did the audition pass the audition um wasn't necessarily still a great student there yeah but i knew once i got out of there and once i had other like-minded people around me i could actually flourish make this a thing sure once once i was a smaller fish in a bigger pond yeah rather than you know because looking back there's so much more stuff i could i could have done Uh, that I never did that I'm trying to make up for and do now. Yeah. Um, Likewise. But after, after Berkeley, there was, there was, I'd never come closer to not playing music uh, than after that. Cause I was bartending. I was in like, I was working like Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday morning brunches behind the bar every week for like, four years <laughs> really yeah after school
2: no, no after this graduating th- this
0: was after berkeley yeah. Yeah, was yeah probably around 2011 yeah so you know i i went to new york and tried tried doing some uh played like on an off-broadway show um and that like you know didn't pan out i didn't really like working with broadway actors it wasn't really my thing too yeah. many too many rules too many like too many feelings to be hurt. Sure. Um, which wasn't really my thing. I have a thick skin. I I like to just tell it like it is. Yeah. Um, but I was very close to selling all my stuff and, and maybe going back to school for like, uh, uh, sports management or something like that. Hmm. And then Stephen Kellogg called me and that's, and that's kind of the end of it. Wow. Yeah. That's sick. And I remember telling that story to some of the guys in that band and they were like, what? <laughs> like, with, I've ne- You've never told me that before. That's yeah, crazy. I came very close to quitting music. Um, just, uh, you know, you want, you get to the point where you think you, you want to support, you want a house at some point, you yeah. want a family. And um, and I still want, I have those things, but, you know, now I'm like, all right, I need a down payment for a house and yeah. you need all this stuff, but I'm very happy with with what i'm doing that's great man that's that's godspeed that's awesome i
1: mean i now when you were when you you said that you weren't a tremendous student in in uh, high school and in ccri and stuff like that i was a class clown we when you i do remember that yeah when you um when you got to berkeley and -hmm. you were amongst musicians and Mm -hmm. the classes were about music did you find that you naturally were a little bit of a better student or did you see, mm. or was it, or was it like, you know, I, I just don't
0: like the concept of class. I just really didn't like the concept of being in class. I okay. couldn't sit still. Yeah. You know, I'm sure I have had or have some kind of ADD or something yeah. like that because I just, and and it was frustrating because the, the, the conception of, or, or the people that go to Berkeley the the young students there is this perception that you need to already know all the answers before you get there yeah that makes sense and that creates this real anxiety yeah which is what it created for me because of course no one knows all the answers nobody (laughs) but your professors are these very well accomplished musicians. You sure. want to get to this point. You want to be playing the gigs that they're playing. Yeah. And some of them aren't super open or not super warm. And yeah. they, they name drop and they don't necessarily believe that you can get to where they are. Yeah. Which is tough. And they're not all like that. I yeah. had some really great guys and, and, and uh, female teachers, everything. Um, but I also had some people that really, really made me question why i was doing what i was doing yeah um which is not a good quality for an educator no no i mean the dropout rate at berkeley was like 80 percent or something like that holy shit oh it's 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 crazy they just grab that money
2: that's <laughs> but the thing ridiculous. is
0: ridiculous you gotta weed weed the people out you know yeah that's true but 80 percent is is shockingly high it was some very high number i think it was close to that that's insane yeah well i mean They used to accept damn near everybody. Yeah. And the year that I started, it was a much lower acceptance rate. So my audition was very hard. My, uh, the uh, um, interview was very scrutinized. I remember calling back and them asking me more questions because my grades really weren't that great in high school. So, um, but no, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't become... You know, to answer your question, I really did never became a good student. Yeah. I was more concerned with what was going on after class. And, and, yeah. uh, um, I wasn't, I didn't really have this great passion to learn, um, which I didn't develop until later, which I'm regretful of. But I feel like if I were to go back to school, I would be a much better student. Yeah. Much, much, much better because I actually, you know, I was there, I was a kid. I really didn't. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. You did know? you did you make a lot of um,
1: connections and professional like networking collect- connections and things like that when you were in school? I
0: did, but I did not develop them until I started traveling and finally seeing these people again and yeah. being like, "Hey, we were in the same class," and they're like, "Oh, I don't remember you because I was partying in Alston." Yeah, right. You right. know, <laughs> and not like yeah. staying after and not playing in enough enough ensembles and meeting enough different musicians like i was afraid to play in front of people yeah because the some of the kids there were so fucking good yeah right and with it's berkeley it's such a yeah. world-renowned but school. once you find your approach and what you're good at and your and your niche and you develop all the other things then you can really but you, then you can really flourish but like you have to you really have to get out there and fail yeah that's that's, that's all that's basically it i mean that's the secret sure go out there and You're, fuck it up. And fuck it up. Yeah. And learn. That's yep. that's the only way to do it. And and the best you can do is try to prepare the best you can. Yeah. And I, I think that goes for everything kind of kind of across the board. Yeah. But. Uh,
1: I I think that college for me was was I think I took more of a I learned more about networking and developing relationships um and some of the own some of my own skills that I had in college than book knowledge I think I actually absorbed, mm-hmm. yeah. if that makes sense. Well you you seem like you're probably a pretty good student, right? Uh, I'm sure you got I good mean, grades. I, I was all right. I think I don't mm-hmm. know what my what my uh what I graduated with GPA wise, but it was I think it was somewhere in the low threes.
0: Yeah. I I mean you say anything above three, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know, um, i was like trying to get to
2: yeah you know? okay
0: i mean you know that's, i mean I, I, just to be honest that, that's 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 where i was yeah you know and it and it's and that for me is one of those failures that i learned from yeah. you know and, and you can't I, you know i almost if i sold all my stuff that would have been me allowing that to win to win yeah and, and i couldn't let that happen
1: yeah I had I had this really the reason I asked you the question about mm-hmm. you know the whole education thing, the college thing was um, I had this moment after high school where you know I, I was going to go to school and I was following the typical path of all right now you go to college um, and I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I really loved music, yeah
0: um did you ever feel like i love music but i can't get a job doing this Did you ever like think about that or have your parents tell you that i think that was definitely part
1: of it um because i'm sure at some point or another i expressed my interest in going to a place like full sail or something like that right okay um and you know i think one of the very real conversations that was had with my parents and i was you know how are you going to get a job and you know how is this going to go um which, in a way, I'm kind of disappointed that I never, you know, kind of bit the bullet and went and did that, because I kind of wonder where I'd be now production-wise and where I'd be career-wise if I had followed that path. Yeah. Um, but I ultimately went down the road of, okay, I'm going to get a business degree. Um, and I think the way I rationalized it in my head at the time was, um, I've gotten pretty good at making music because back then i was all about i I just want to make beats for the rest of my life i want to be a producer like
0: if i can learn the back end then i'll then i'll have all my bases covered.
1: yeah that's kind of what i figured was like all right it's the safe route because i can always get a job with a business degree if all Mm -hmm. else fails if i lose you know
0: if i lose interest in music or whatever Um, i had i had literally the same thought when i went to berkeley yeah but for anyone listening to this that is has kids that are thinking about going to berkeley or if you yourself are thinking about going to berkeley it's a bachelor in music that's all you get no matter what major you have yeah. so if you're going to berkeley there's no backup plan do exactly what you want to do yeah and that's it and, yeah and and go fucking balls deep in it yeah <laughs> like seriously
1: yeah and i like i said i kind of wish that i had done that um but like i said i i kind of played it safe i went i went to school for business um I, in retrospect, I'm glad I did because I, I learned some some things and I developed some skills and um, I think my, my understanding of business helped a lot as I got into, you know, kind of figuring out the music business. Yeah. Um, because what I felt like I had above some of my other musician friends was, okay, I understand business. I understand the concept of business. At that point, I had owned my own business as a DJ um, and I kind of I don't want to say I figured it out faster than other people but I think yeah. I was kind of helping other musicians that I was really close with figuring out the business and it kind of naturally progressed me in this direction of yeah. like okay maybe I can be in management or maybe I could run a label or something like that Yeah. Um so in I mean in hindsight I think it I still think it was a good decision but yeah. I always wonder what what path I would have gone down if I had done what you
0: did and gone to school for music. Yeah. You know, a lot, I mean, in a lot of ways it was kind of my hail Mary. You yeah. Know? I just didn't really have much going on and yeah. And I knew that that was like out there and I was like, well, I guess we're doing this now. Yeah. And I'm so happy. And, and there's, um, you know, there's, there's time, there is a time or, or a particular, particular decision that I made, that i can pinpoint that got me exactly to where i am now yeah and it's uh i, I don't know it, it it's very interesting to me like i can like categorize my life into like stages and boxes and sure like, i made this decision so this took me here and that decision led to this and then i made a conscious decision to do this which led me to this going down those rabbit holes is always crazy
1: i i had that same conversation with uh with alex uh ronkowski recently about you know all these different steps that he had taken in his life and how he ended up and Mm -hmm. Uh, he he and I used to live together in Boston and then he eventually moved to DC and now he met the woman he's going to marry. And like, if he had never taken that job and moved out there, he would have never met her and all these things would have never happened. And it's, it's yeah. kind of crazy
0: to think about. Yeah. Well, speaking about me- meeting significant others, I mean, it's it doesn't get much crazier than how I met, met uh, Genevieve. It's like, she won literally won the lottery the green card lottery did i ever tell you this story no she won the green card lottery in 2011
2: Mm -hmm.
0: or 2010 she moved here in 2011 i was working at the bar yep of all places she had she had literally six months to decide whether whether this was something that she was going to do or not and she had to go to london to go to the uh you know all these offices to get her paperwork and all this stuff so she finally moves over here ends up working at the same restaurant that i'm at mm-hmm. and i'm with someone else at the time and um we just like hit it off like right yeah. o- right off the bat i mean i literally by her winning the lottery i won the lottery um Aww. so it was yeah <laughs> <laughs> But it's 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 insane like That it is, isn't it? That course of events and like those decisions that she made to sign up for the the green card lottery and to do that put put these wheels in motion. Yeah. for us to finally to us to meet each other eventually you know, be married and live it's it's insane. Yeah. Um and especially, you know, if, if that story is true to everyone that comes from one town and then meets a person that came from the other side of the country or another place you know whether you met in college or however however the fucking happens yeah um it's crazy it's absolutely insane but like to where i am right now the decision for me to um to get better as a musician when i played the first show with steven it was it was horrible it was a horrible show <laughs> horrible experience i wasn't prepared i just didn't really know what it took that's probably where the spark started coming for me for my work ethic because yeah. I was like, I was faced with a very obvious choice. Are you going to be a musician or are you going to be a bartender that plays music? Yeah. Like, what was it going to be? You, sure. ha- you have the opportunity of a lifetime here. You know, it's not whatever. It, it, like, it's right there in front of you. What are you going to do? Yeah. And I chose to, to lock myself in a practice room every day. Yep learned the whole catalog and i literally had to call him to tell him i'm at your house and we're gonna do this again (laughs) i had to forceful. i like injected myself into the situation i was like i'm not taking no for an answer yeah we went in played the whole catalog down offered me the next tour and then snowball that's awesome then i meet carbon leaf now i'm with them so it's 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 crazy these decisions that like mold you as a person you yeah. have to really recognize like okay this is a big deal <laughs> you know? sure even if at the time it seems like a small decision it, it affects the ripple effect is is outrageous
1: I, I think i remember having a conversation with you right around that time too probably about where i was probably it, miserable and depressed yeah <laughs> and you were like oh, i think i you know maybe i could do this and yeah. um i'm sure i said fucking do it you idiot
0: yeah And that's it Thanks for listening everybody I hope you enjoyed the show Uh, Stay tuned for the music Featuring Eric Hutchinson And if you have any questions Concerns or ideas Email afterthegigpod At gmail.com And I will see you next week